0: Thank you, Aaron and Joe. That was a real hoot, having you two on radio with us.
1: And it's really good. We're doing it in our bedroom. Oh, you know.
0: <laughs> we're doing it all over the house. That sounds a bit <laughs> sus. Do it again. <laughs> uh, we were doing it in the dining room, <laughs> but don't tell everyone.
1: <laughs> no, no, come on. <laughs>
0: we're talking about recording, guys.
1: <laughs> oh, dear.
0: So, I don't know where
1: to go now. Just start off again. <laughs> the joys of working from home and recording from home. I hope you enjoyed the program. We're going to be playing Louis Armstrong with uh, "What a Beautiful World," and uh, I hope you enjoy this. Cheers. Yes. Good morning and welcome to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast, where we're also streaming live at all the W's, ocrfm.org.au. I'd like to acknowledge the Wadawurrung people, the traditional owners of the land that we are actually recording on today, and pay my respects to their elders, past and present. Good morning, Eddie.
0: Good morning, Greg.
1: How's it going?
0: Pretty oh, it's ordinary, it's I uh, a bit different, but um, I'm managing well. I've got a few things on the go, but I'm wondering how everyone else is going.
1: Well, there goes your there phone. There goes my
0: phone. That's going okay, and people seem to be sending messages. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, we have to because of the physical distancing that we're all um, hopefully complying with, and we're going to be having a chat on, well, hopefully with a couple of different people through the course of uh, the next hour. Well, due to the physical distancing, we're having a bit of a yarn here with Erin Keating, who is my actual EP, an exercise physiologist that uh, I go to, or I was going to prior to the physical distancing. So we're socially missing you a little bit, or I am, Erin. How are you? I'm
2: well, thank you. Hey, I'm very good. You are, how
1: are you keeping busy? Well, I'm, um, I'm
2: keeping busy at home, so a lot of um, our exercise physiologists Therapists, um, other allied health professionals—we're all trying to um, transition to working online at home through um, telehealth services. So that's us um, continuing to provide services to our clients through um, using video calls or phone calls, like we are now. It's um, using any kind of technology to continue to provide the services that
1: we can. No, I've got to tell you the truth and this is Ed Wiener, who's going to be able to bear this out. With the uh, the exercises you send me, it's not the same as getting into the gym and doing a half hour's exercise with you twice a week. So right. I think when, when some of us older blokes come back, because you, you do handle a lot of different people men and women at the gym, you're going to end up with a lot of people coming back to you for being considerably unfitter. Do you think that'll happen?
2: Yeah, look, there's it, something that will happen. But What we're trying to do is minimise just how much that happens. So, um, like anything, when you're not doing the same routine, if you don't have access to the same kind of equipment, and in the case of a gym, you've got so much more weight to work with and so much more variety with um, with machines, um, at home you, you've got to get a lot more creative. So there are going to be some losses in strength and lots of conditioning, but we're trying to minimise how much that happens um, and try and make sure that we're, we're trying to keep people as physically fit as we can at home, but also as mentally fit, because that's probably the big one when um, people aren't in the gym or they're not exercising regularly, there's um, some decline in mental health that can,
0: can occur, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, that's true. Very much so.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think too that the space where our computer is, you know, it's it's not a, it's not like the gym. It's it's a small second bedroom, so uh, it does create a few issues in there. Yeah, mm. it does. Anyway, and that, I know, and, and some people have, um, I think, access
2: to a little bit more, whether it's the space they've got at home or even some equipment they have at home Um, but part of the fun is just trying to see what you can do with the space that you have and you really you actually don't need a lot of room Um, I know we take advantage at the gym of having as as much space as possible and we like to use that but um, with your own body weight you you can get away with with very little space and just um utilizing your own, your own body weight and, and just changing the kind of exercise that you might have been doing which is what we've done a little bit of um, Greg with you and, and working a little bit more on your isometric training so doing exercises where you're just holding a yeah. movement as opposed to moving against the weight and learning to control your body weight and, and keep that hold is, is a little bit more load um, but where we, can, where we can get you moving is good
1: what got you into this, Erin? You're an exercise physiologist, a lot of people probably haven't heard of it. What, what is it exactly?
2: So, yeah, exercise physiologists, um, they can get a little bit confusing sometimes. We always get mistaken for personal trainers. But um, we're different in that we have um, generally a four year degree. So, we've got to go to university. Um, you can go straight into an exercise physiology degree now, or you can. Um, my path, I went through a sports science degree and then did an extra year on the end. Um, but we're considered, um, we are allied health professionals, so we fall under the banner of a physiotherapist or a chiropractor, and um, we use evidence-based uh, exercise to help people with chronic conditions, um, with musculoskeletal injuries, whether they're acute, so they've happened just recently, or whether they're more chronic, so they've had them for several years, or, or long, you know, several months. Um, but we also work with, with healthy populations as well, um, and we, we can work with athletes too. So, yeah, I went through the university pathway of a sports science degree, and loved being in the gym and working with people, because I started out as a personal trainer as well, and decided that I'd love like to help out a little bit more, so um, went and did my extra year, and and got my um, postgraduate so that I could start to work with certain populations that a personal
1: trainer can't work with. Actually, I should clarify too, I think, with the, pers- the uh, populations you currently work with, are predominantly people through uh, the Department of Veteran Affairs. Would that be correct?
2: Yes, yes. So our company, um, NJS works predominantly with, um, with the BVA clientele, um, and... Guys so are uh, one of my favourite myself to work with, um, and
0: one of the hardest working clients too. <laughs> so you guys know how to work really hard. Um, oh, and they just love coming when there's a woman there. They just love turning up, don't they? Wait a moment. I, I, I've heard that. I've heard that.
1: No, I love it. But <laughs> before you came along, no, I really love being there with Lee, who's now over in Canada. Oh,
0: that's true. But one yeah. one of the women told me that the guys really turn up when it's a woman. You know. <laughs> <laughs> <What> <laughs> the, the training. Yeah, well, the cancel rate hasn't been too bad, so there something They'll all be but racing, I'm racing back.
1: No, it's <laughs> it can be dangerous for you, Erin, especially <laughs> when I lose balance.
0: Oh goodness! Yeah, look, it is. It's um. That's why we.
2: When we're starting to prescribe exercises at home, particularly for you, Greg, and, and your balance as well, which is a massive consideration, um, it is a little bit hard. i have got to make sure you're in a safe environment, and that's where your exercises at home aren't going to be as challenging as the gym, because I'm not physically there, and I can't provide that that support or that, um, that extra barrier of safety. But... Um, that's where someone like having a supportive partner like know you might be able to get her in if she's sort of free where she can spot you a little bit more um but yeah things change a little bit because we do have to take care of um the individual needs of the client
1: in the gym a lot more yes and with that we've got to be a bit creative but you're helping that with me and all the exercises you're sending me through from the physio what is it called the physio app
2: yeah, so we use um, Busy Track, so busy that's track the, that's right. the website and the app, and it's really handy because it has um, videos with the exercises, and it and it has an explanation of the exercise too. So if you're ever unsure, you can keep going back through and. and re-watching what you need to do and make sure you're doing it correctly, which is good.
0: So on a personal level, in terms of your normal daily life, what is your normal that yeah. le- you're letting go?
2: So at the moment, with the guidelines, we're really to still going out for exercise and I've um, been really lucky with the weather, I think, the last couple of days. today Today's a little bit cooler and a little bit uh, wet out there, but um, we we try to get out where we can. So we try and get outside, get some sun, which is really important for um especially for moods as well when we're all cooped up inside. So we'll go for a run um, or a walk of the door. Um, we're still able to surf, so we, we try and go for a surf at least once a week for exercise and just, again, keep, keep the social distancing and try not to be too long in the car park. Um, and then little home workouts. So like everyone else, we've had to um, get creative at home. And We've got a very small space at, at our house, but... Um, we make it work, and, um, yeah,
0: we're, we're doing okay at the moment. Oh, that's
2: good.
1: Actually, I dropped a name in Chris there without getting people to or well, People wouldn't understand who I'm talking about, but you're, you're, you're recently married, aren't you? I am recently
0: married, yeah. So Christopher
2: is the man. He's the husband, but I, I'm recently married, <laughs> and he, um, he's actually a sports scientist, so he's, he, um, him and I met at uni in undergrad and then he's gone on and done a PhD. So he's a doctor now, he's Dr. Chris and he's, he's working from home doing some work for the uni. So he's, he's been pretty safe as well with um, everything going on. He's been able to maintain some work um, and he's keeping pretty busy. Oh, that's
0: good to
2: hear. And, and
1: you're an aren't you? Or you're an import. You did your study up in Sydney.
2: I, well, I'm, I was everywhere. I did my undergraduate in Ballarat. Um, and my honours degree there and then I actually did my exercise physiology postgraduate in Adelaide but then I went from Adelaide and had my first job as an exercise physiologist in Sydney so I've kind of been been all over with my studies and my the start of my career and then I've got now in Victoria and, and continuing on here yeah so, so it's been interesting.
0: So where were you born?
2: I was born, so Town, so I'm a, I'm a Melbourne girl born, oh, okay. and then I was along when I was about three. So I've been down, Christian Springs drives our
0: way okay. for, a, um, for a long time until
1: I left the uni. Okay, now your mum's a bit of a fitness person too,
2: isn't she? She is, yeah, she, she does. She loves the social side of things <laughs> in the gym. I think
1: that's one of the things too. You mentioned mental health too, Erin. That's one yeah. of the things with the, the social side of it. I mean, we are talking about physical distancing, and I just noticed this morning, even we were listening to the radio, and they're still calling it social distancing, but really, it is it's physical distancing that we've got to yeah. that we've got to maintain and the social distancing is something that we want to get rid of because we can still be social can't we using yeah 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 like this on the phone like this on the phone and and using the apps and um what do they call it facetimes and things like that it's important do you think
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's, that's the big thing. And you're right, So it's probably a wrong terminology because um, if we start to really close off from the outside world, both physically and socially, then um, that's when people are probably going to find mood changing and, and um, you know, it's a lot harder to get motivated to do things and you might find yourself feeling um, a lot lower than what you normally could. So, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to stay on top of touching base with all our clients so not everyone that um i was working with in the gym has has come on board to the app and that's okay because some people with technology aren't as savvy or they don't have the equipment there to be able to um to use the video programming or the online programming so just a phone call is enough and i like to make sure i'm calling people once a week at least to. um to make sure they're doing okay and and that they're not home alone and not speaking to people or completely closed off from the outside world. um, Because, yeah, we want to prevent people, um, you know, having changes to mood or, or, you know, feeling depressed or low during these
1: times. With the people or your training as well, because you are dealing with a variety of people and, I mean, there's some, well, I won't say mucked up physically. We've got a lot of people who have been mucked up through... um, being involved in the defence forces and whatever else mentally as well as physically. In your training as an exercise physiologist, do you have to do a part of mental um, education or mental health as well as part of the training? Because I think it seems to me as though the way you have to go from handling the people before me to the people after me, because we do cross paths, that you've got such a diverse group. Is there a training in that area that's part of it all?
2: Yeah, look, with, um, with my degree, when I went through, um, we do touch, we just touch on it, so we acknowledge that it's there and PTSD and depression and anxiety, especially, and the benefits of exercise um, in managing those conditions. Um, we get presented with a lot of resources too, so it's very much up to the individual practitioner to, um, to continue to stay up to date with research and the knowledge. Um, but it's definitely something that we that we talk about in the degree because, um, like you said, it's, it's a big part of why we have a job as well. It's not only physical conditions, but we know the benefits of exercise for mental health. So that's a massive area for us as well in helping you know create some routine and keep people moving to improve mood with exercise. So yeah, it is. It's really important.
0: Um, that's that's so important. We all need good mental health that's everyone yeah
2: yeah Mm. yeah. especially during these times too because some people might be surprised how they respond to um you know somebody in loss of job or you know being closed off from the rest of the world not seeing family um you know change of routine um sometimes it sneaks up on people with their you know the change in how they feel and how they're dealing with things so um that's where we really encourage that people just get out get outside go for a walk or when you can do some exercise at home make sure that you do it because it it has a big impact on how you feel and and your mood
0: that's for sure that's that's why i love my garden Erin yeah and growing things and yeah it's beautiful
1: what about for people who are not what you'd call physically active before the event, and they're now cooped up in homes. We don't want them to go out there and start running marathons. It's better off to do an easy start, is it? it, if they want to start doing some outside stuff? Yeah, yeah you definitely you
2: don't want to jump into anything too crazy, it's good to set the long-term goals for the marathon. Um, but I think, yeah, for those people, it's, it's realising that even simple things like um, cleaning your house or even in the garden like yourself are doing are there, actually build physical activities that you're doing, um, and it doesn't have to be strenuous, So you can even start with that. You, you might just be outside doing a little bit more, um, you know, if you've got a set of stairs at the house, it might just be including, you know, a couple of times using the stairs throughout the day. Um, if people just have a bit of a goal of trying to do a little bit more each day physically um, in, in the home and then um, trying to increase on that, whether it be each week or every two weeks, that in itself is, um, is you starting to move more and doing more exercise.
1: Okay, I've got to tell a little funny story and can I make a suggestion that when people go out that they don't take their bloody phones with them? We, we were walking down to the shop a couple of days ago to do to, for exercise because we've just been able to go down the village here to buy stuff for green grocers and everything and it's yeah. a decent walk and to come back and on the way down we just said good day to a couple who were going for a walk and i said oh you better go ahead of us because i'm a bit slow and the lady said oh no we're just cutting off we're going to walk around the, the oval and i thought well, that's a good idea walking on the grass so we've gone down and done our shopping and on, when we came back they only got down as far as the gold square at the other end because the husband or the partner, the bloke they're sitting down on a chair she's sort of twiddling her thumbs and he's on the phone oh, no. so, they're, they're, so their walk sort of got, got, a, got interrupted by so oh. I think if you're going to go out for a walk maybe leave your phone at home
2: Oh, put it away, definitely. Yeah, you want to be out walking and be present. I know. That's the thing, I think. We've got too much access to uh, social media and to each other on the phone. But when it starts, you know, impacting your exercise, you know, you're uh, probably using it a bit too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, you know, in a way I feel grateful that we have the knowledge. I mean, we're an older couple, but... Oh, speak for yourself. Um, Well, Well, we're considered an older couple. But (laughs) I am grateful uh, that I have the knowledge of how to do different things on my phone and on the computer that we can stay socially connected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh,
2: exactly. That's the thing. I think a lot of people will be getting upskilled very quickly on social media and and technology in general during this period just so Mm -hmm. they can stay in touch with each other. Yeah.
1: It's been wonderful talking. Now, you've, you can't get away with, without picking out a track because what we'll do is we'll put a song on after this. We'll, um, of your choice, something that you might like to hear or that Chris might be interested in hearing. So as we yeah? can just sort of pass, you know pass over to the next person. We're hoping to get another chat going with someone else. We're not sure who yet. But we'll put a track on for you. So what would you like to hear, Aaron?
2: Oh, any, any song?
1: Yeah, by, yeah, as long as it doesn't have swearing in it.
2: No, no, of course. Um, let's go, um, it's a good cool one to get you moving. Why don't we go Bruce Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark? Okay. Dancing in the Dark, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Brincy,
1: yeah. actually, I think I've got that already. That's fantastic, Dancing yeah. in the Dark. He's one of yeah, the faves I of my, my brother. To
0: to <laughs> I think Greg would fall over Dancing in the Dark. Yeah,
2: right, eh? Yeah, don't you know, be in the dark. Dance with the light on, but just dance to the track. Oh,
1: Sounds
0: right. good. <laughs> Sounds good. And here's
1: you mentioning about walking up and down stairs. You know that you're supposed to, when you're walking up and down stairs, if you're specially doing it like me, I've got to be careful and put my hand out onto the banisters. You do, yeah. If
2: you're a little unstable on the feet, make sure you've got something to hold on to either side and take it nice
1: and slow. And what about climbing ladders?
2: Uh-oh. oh Climbing roads, always have someone at the bottom of
1: the ladder, and only climb it if you know you can. I've
0: been told that once you're over
1: 50, there's a cut-off or something, you're not allowed to go more than two up the rung, two rungs up. Oh, yeah, I don't know that rule. I'm
2: probably not the best to give advice on that, but uh, stay, stay within your limits. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we will do. Look, thanks very much for having me on with us, Erin, and I'll be in touch with you during the weeks anyway as, uh, as things go on and let's yeah. hope we get back to normal. But oh, definitely. Look, look, with the COVID-19, everyone out there be careful. If you've got fevers, coughing, sore throat, fatigue, shortness of breath or anything like that, we'll be giving out information on where to contact in Colac. Yeah, just make sure you're all looking after yourself and each other. And it's, um, yeah, well, thank you for helping me look after myself when everything's normal, and even now, while it's a little bit abnormal, Erin.
2: Yeah, not a problem at all. And if I can, I'd like to give um, anyone who maybe needs access to resources, um, one of the best websites to jump onto is au. so that's exerciserigh au, and that has some, some good resources for you to start reading up and getting ideas like, of exercise at home and just even elaborate a little bit more on the benefits of, of exercise for both your physical and mental health
1: Good, that's excellent
0: Thank you, Erin i have
2: got to speak to you both and I'll be talking to you during the
1: week No worries at all, okay, thanks, thanks a lot um, cheers.
2: Cheers. Alright, take care, bye bye
1: Welcome back to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry on OCR FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast. And that was a track chosen by Aaron Keating, my exercise physiologist, and that was Bruce Springsteen, of course, and Dancing in the Dark. And we did do a bit of Dancing in the Dark, and I didn't fall over, did I, Eddie?
0: No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, we've got another mate of ours on the line now, and... Uh, now I won't say Bojangles because that's where I get muddled up, and a lot of people do. Your name is Joe Bangles. Hello, Joe. How are you?
0: Hello. Good. Thank you. How are you? All right. We're really going really well. Thank you. Excellent.
1: We run into you in a couple of spots. The most recent one was down here in Geelong, I think, at the uh, at the Pride March here. That was on. I didn't do too much marching, as you know. Yeah, but, but that it was great. On on yeah. Yeah, that was. A- Third Annual John Rainbow Festival. Fantastic day. Yeah, it was. it. that's a bit before all this pandemic stuff all happened and whatever else. And at that time, you were you were part of the leaders of the PAXO so to speak on the march. Why? Why was that?
3: Yeah, so uh, I'm actually co president of Geelong Rainbow Incorporated along with Wayne Land-Croon and Amiel Penny. Uh, we're the three committee members that organise the Geelong Rainbow Festival, uh, including the Pride March. And the festival that is now, what would we have? 16 events over six days. So it's grown quite substantially over the last three years. Um, We had over 2,000 marches and approximately 5,000 people on the day for Fair Day. So it was quite big.
1: Now, for those who maybe did come down in the last year, what is a Rainbow Festival about?
3: Okay, so the Rainbow Festival is a festival, the LGBTIQ plus community for Geelong and surrounds. So that plus,
0: does that include us? That includes, includes anyone who wants to come along. Well, <laughs>
1: well, I, think, That's yeah, I think what you're getting at, though, Ed, is because it's supposed to be something for everyone, isn't it? Because I think absolutely. When um, was well, the LGBTIQ? A plus.
3: A plus. Yes. The acronym has, has grown over the last few years um, and a lot of people use a different acronym. acronym. Um, some might say LGBTI, some LGBTIQ, some LGBTIQ plus. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that people in the community express
1: that. One of our other mates on OCRFM, um, Sarah, I know the,
3: Sarah very well. Yeah, mm. you do.
1: Don't you? She, she's. A, I think she's a. Has a bike and dikes on bikes, is she? Well, she rides a motorbike. Ah, uh, she's. That. She's. Yeah,
3: she does indeed. She's come along for a ride with us. We do a series of visibility rides uh, to regional areas uh, every couple of months, but unfortunately, we haven't been able to
1: ride for oh, uh, yeah. a while. Yeah. Well, with her, with, we had a chat with Sarah just recently, and she was quite happy for us to use the term <laughs> umbrella. Yeah, sure. Is that all right for me? Because I get tongue-tied, and I mean, it, then then we can say that it's including everyone under the umbrella, and I think it's a quite a nice way she put it, the way you, you think. Ed. Yeah, sure.
3: I'm I'm happy with that for this conversation. Not a problem. Whatever yeah. works.
0: So because of COVID nineteen, this has really sort of jumbled us up a little bit, and I'm wondering how are people managing to stay connected
3: socially in a... uh, Yeah, so just going back a tiny bit, so we just mentioned the bikes. I'm also president of Dykes on Bikes Melbourne, so we're an incorporated association for lesbian motorcyclists, Um, and we have quite a big uh, group, so there's approximately 50 women, um, and we normally meet on a monthly basis um, for a general meeting, and then we also have a monthly ride, and then we also kind of catch up outside of the club so we're very connected and we're a very social group but it's kind of hit us a little bit hard since all these lockdowns have come in because you know we, we can't do any non-essential travel we've been pretty much told to if you know to stay off our bikes because if something goes wrong we you know, hold up the beds in the hospital, you know. If in the unfortunate situation we we come off our bike or something like that, whether it's a minor or major crash, you know, we could take up a bed. So there's an extra layer of vulnerability when we're riding a motorbike. So a lot of us have made the conscious decision, um, you know, to not ride at all. Some of us still do ride because they're they're working and that's their their mode of transport. But um, as far as the connection goes we've made a decision to keep connected via zoom so we we chat at least once a week we get together as a club and get to hang out and talk and connect that way and just check in on each other and see how we're all going so you know while we're not out riding we're still staying connected
0: yeah that's great i I don't want to
1: this might sound a bit odd but with the fact that it's the lesbian crew that you're involved in, it's still a marginalised or a minority group within the community and it, is there still that stigma which would also make it the isolation side of it a bit more difficult for those who have, have uh, an issue like with family not accepting it and the rest of it? oh absolutely you
3: know I mean? yeah no I, I think i get what you mean because there's a lot of our communities that are quite isolated anyway so to have you know and their only outlet may be to go out and find community um and now all of a sudden they're either finding themselves at home completely alone or they're in a vulnerable circumstance with with a, a family that might not accept them for who they are um you know there, there's so many different aspects and scenarios that we could put on the table but um definitely that isolation has become a whole lot more real and a lot more emphasized at the moment for a lot of our community so we've got to keep in touch with them via groups via facebook you know via email via telephone um, and, and really keep checking in on our friends and making sure that
2: they're okay That's great Because
1: we've got one thing that Ed is keeping on saying and reinforcing it with me is that it's a physical isolation that it's so important that we do continue with our social connection
3: Absolutely
0: We need to be creative in in that way too
3: yeah, we do, yeah. we do. Yeah, we're doing online interviews every Monday night on the Dykes on Mike's Instagram page where we interview a member a week. So we spend an hour online just chatting about life and how we're all coping. And, you know, some of our members uh, are living on their own, some are with family, some, you know, with their partner and some just with their pets. So, you know, to keep connected, I think it's the most important thing.
0: Definitely.
1: How do the uh, people? do they all know you're connecting on this Instagram thing? I'm, I'm a dunce on that. Wouldn't have a clue if I was wanting to. Uh, if I'm listening to this now, yeah. How would I connect so, to that? To be with yeah, you? Yeah. So
3: just um, jump on Insta and our uh, it's Dykes on Bikes Melbourne, and just join mm-hmm. that group. And it's open to everyone. Just follow us.
1: Yeah. Is it one of those things where you put a hash or something? Which Instagram,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's similar to Facebook, but it's just mainly photos, mm. videos, yeah.
0: And I noticed yeah. you have something else going on Facebook, and it's I Sober. What, what's that about?
3: Yeah, so um, I just I realised the other night I've just been so focused, and um, I guess really focused on trying to keep up some kind of routine, keep busy, you know, everyone's got a job at home that they've been putting off for eons, you know, because it's just, you don't want to do it, but, you know, just making sure you've got something to do and something to go on with, and the last four weeks, I've just been so busy, and it was Friday night, just gone, I was sitting down with my wife, and I go, I had a drink for about four weeks, mm-hmm. like, and because we got together with my um, relatives, yeah, it was about just before all the lockdowns come in, and um, celebrate my brother's and my auntie's birthday. So I had a couple of glasses of champagne that night. And that was the last time I had a drink, and I thought, oh, wow, I haven't really missed it, and it was, I really reflected on, you know, keeping busy, Um, and that's, you know, why I haven't really missed it, because I've been so busy, and then I just started thinking about conversations with my friends over the last couple of weeks, and, you know, a few times they have talked about... You know, they've had a few drinks and they're they're drinking, you know, in the afternoon because they're working from home and, Mm. you know, instead of coming home from work and having a drink at six or seven o'clock at night, after they finish, they're starting to drink at two and three o'clock in the afternoon while they're working because they can and, um, you know, just a, a few things like that. And some of these people are living on their own and I thought, can't be healthy. Drinking at home on your own, you know, what, what's that doing to their mental health? And I thought, well, if I can do it, surely anyone can do it. So I just thought I'll, I'll start a group and go out there and see if I'm, anyone wants to join me on a four-week sober challenge. And it's you know, it's not about quitting; it's not about giving up the booze forever. But it's about being kind to yourself and um, and you know, being kind to your liver and, and getting a bit of clarity. Because where do you want to be when the the isolation? Lock down laws are lifted. You know, do you still want to be in that fog of, in that routine of, you know, kind of drinking a little bit more than what you would normally? So, so we've built this this Facebook group on online, and it's called I Sober. So it's a four week challenge.
1: That's so wonderful. Yeah,
3: yeah. And I've got nearly a hundred members in two days. So it's been fantastic. I
0: love that posit- uh, positivity. It's fabulous.
3: Yeah, well, it's, it's been interesting because I've had quite a few people message me uh, privately and just to talk to me about their level of consumption, um, you know, because I don't really want to talk publicly in a group, but I've obviously triggered something, you know. Um, and And it's brought it to the forefront of their mind, and perhaps they're thinking maybe you know I do need a little bit more support um I do need to talk about, it, but I'm not quite ready to um you know jump out online and and be upfront about it. So um, in that respect, I've connected people with, you know, more support services because I'm I'm, I'm not qualified to be, you know, a drug and alcohol counsellor or anything like that. I'm just someone that's, you know, putting it out there to let's have a break and be kind to ourselves and be more present for the people around us. Yeah.
1: yeah that is, it's excellent. It is excellent. Just on the, the point there, and it's, I suppose it's going back to being, or the gay side of it, is that um, people not wanting to talk about it and you mentioned about how there are families or there are people out there whose families don't accept. Do you think things are getting easier for the gay community in the overall? But, you know, people with <laughs> acceptance of it and instead of all the bashing, I won't use some of the terms that go with it. Yeah. Does that, yeah is, is that getting better, do you think?
3: Yeah, look, it, I think it, it definitely is getting better in in some aspects. Um, I think it's about education and and talking to people and having the conversation definitely think there's a lot of work to be done in regional areas well it seems to be a little bit more kind of accepted around your big cities you know Melbourne and even Geelong so much now I'm so proud of how far Geelong has come um, I come out in the in the 90s you know and Geelong was not a safe space back then I, you know, suffered the hands of some violence back in the 90s and that wasn't easy to deal with. But, um, you know, that was a long time ago and I've put that behind me. But I definitely remember and I reflect on that and I guess that's why I do the work that I do now because I... I really don't want anyone to experience that kind of, you know, violence or aggression or behaviour from anyone. No one deserves that. Mm. Everyone deserves to be loved and respected for who they are
0: Mm.
3: and to be a part of community, you know. But there's definitely still a large level of that in regional areas. So that's where we need to kind of educate people more and and have have the conversations, you know. I think that's really important is to start with conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many times I've been out with with people and, and you know, and you say or, or you mention something about, you know, the gay community or, or, you know, the LGBTI community and they go, oh, my cousin's gay and blah, 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 you know, and it's like, well, oh, they're the people that, you know, should be having the conversations, you know, with extended families and stuff like that and just talking about it and... Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like in a positive way, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, everyone knows someone. Well, we so. have gay
0: in our family and we love everyone the same. Well, that's good. And okay. that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: And there are safer spaces now. I mean, once upon a time, I know that there was a place in Geelong Hotel that was. Um, ostensibly a safe place but it it wasn't because of um, well rednecks I think caused it to be shut down but you've now got places like Piano Bar and uh, that and moving into Colac and places where there are really good places that are safe where everyone's welcome
3: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, there's there's a lot of venues that are that are quite you know um, inclusive and, and safe to be at, and definitely um, the piano bar. You know, like what they've created in in the community is phenomenal. Um, and I love Aaron and Andy and the guys and what they've done there and all their amazing staff. Um, yeah, but we, you know we need more we need more spaces um, for the LGBTI community, definitely. But you know it's it's just to create that safe space for our community is amazing because it allows people to be out and to participate in society, you know, how everyone has the right to and just be themselves.
1: Just so, as and we know think, how, just how normal you are. You do. What, what's your job? I know when we we rang you up earlier on and it said you were busy doing a platter or something.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I actually own a, a catering business. So I actually own a food truck. So I work the festival circuit, but of course all the events are, are closed down. So my business name is Splatters. So we do platters and grazing boxes, and, and now we've kind of had to pivot a bit because of everything's cancelled all of our events our business has taken a huge hit and to stay open and and to keep some income we've gone to an online shop and catering so we actually now do deliveries door-to-door deliveries of grazing boxes and uh, cheese boxes and Easter boxes and Mother's Day boxes, all kinds of cool stuff.
0: That's wonderful. So, okay. yeah.
1: do you will you be entitled to any handout or help? Well, I shouldn't say handout to any help um, because uh, of the impact on you.
3: Yeah, so uh, I've got a couple of options there. But with the sole trader, um, there's I think it's what's it called, the JobKeeper. Yeah. 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 So there's that that there as well. So. Um, yeah, I have
2: to look into that properly
1: and get motivated and look into it. No, good. Like like everyone else, we're um, what we're doing is we're letting them know that um, with this COVID-19, that we want to be aware. We're keeping our physical distance. Keep your social distance as narrow as it can be. But if you've got any symptoms such as fever, coughing, sore throat, fatigue, shortness of breath, or anything like that you don't have to go to your doctor, is to go to uh, Colac Area Health. They've got a clinic there. Yep. And uh, they've got a phone. on. What you do is you don't go in. You ring up before you go or wait outside and ring up on 52325402 and uh, that's between 10am and 7pm for the seven days a week and that's in Connor Street but you can't get away without telling us a track that you'd like us to hear and I was singing Bojangles when you came on the phone Joe but we're not going to play that so you've got to pick out a track for us to play for you
0: a track, uh, okay. Just a
1: track of music, and as I said, we went, well, with Erin, she had uh, Dancing wow. in the Dark, which is a little bit of a dig at me in a way, because... Can we
3: go to old school? You can you go, can whatever, go whatever, you whatever you like. Oh, let's throw in the leader of the pack, eh? Right? Oh, oh yes. dear, oh dear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just for something fun, have a bit of a dance in the lounge room, pretend you're riding a motorbike around, oh,
1: did, Who did that? You know? Who, whose song's part. that I remember? Rrr, we are the leader of the pack. Yeah, I know it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's well, go a find good that. Song. It's
1: fun. And right now, I don't know whether you want to send a Cheerio to Rose, but I do, my lovely cousin Rose. Uh-huh, yes.
3: Rose has been a member of Ducks and Bucks for years.
1: And her lovely wife, Di. Yes,
2: Di's Di a very good friend of
0: mine. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, so Cheerio to them. Um, so I got it in I'm allowed to it's our program aren't I uh, <laughs> good
0: stuff
1: we will, look we'll go out with that track or we'll play that track for you once we've finished here look thank you very much Joe Bangles for being in and having a yarn with us during this well crisis time I suppose yeah thanks for the
3: opportunity love it and appreciate we'll catch,
1: it we'll catch you up and give you hugs and kisses and all that sort of thing when we get out of here
0: I can't even wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, Joe. Thanks, Thank Joe. That's been much. absolutely Thank fabulous. You. Thank you. Perfect. Thank
1: you very much. Cheers.
0: Bye bye. Okay. Bye now. Bye now. Thank you, Erin and Joe. That was a real hoot.
1: Great fun, and uh, yeah, catching up with them socially is really good. And with their physical isolation, still Edwina.
0: Yeah, I'm enjoying this actually at home.
1: And uh, yeah, we're all learning to do things a little bit differently. So look, hang around. You've been on 98.3 here in Colac and 88.7 FM along the coast, where we've been on community connect with Edwina and Greg.
0: And we can actually do this program in any room of the house. <laughs> we
1: can too, <laughs> but we will be back with you next week. We're not sure who or what we'll be talking about and with whom, but we'll get hold someone to have a yarn with but yeah go out and enjoy this track by the shangri-la's leader of the pack which was chosen for our last guest being joe bangles so yeah we'll talk to you again next week so it's a goodbye from greg and goodbye from
0: cheers from edwina
1: cheers, cheers then bye